It's Robin Marshall, Sugar Mom. And as always, you'd never know what in the hell I'm going to talk about when I open my mouth. But I would like very much for you to leave me a comment. Just a little nicety. Hey, Sugar Mom, how's tricks? (laughs) Hey, Robin, just want you to know I'm listening and liking. And maybe give me a gold star or two. Right there on Audio Boom or iTunes or any podcast platform you're listening to, just let me know you're there. You know, it reminds me, I used to be on the air in New York City. For years, I was a jock. Can I tell you, I think it was close to 25 years. And every time I would open the mic and I would talk to my audience, I never believed that anyone was listening to me. This is New York we're talking about. I just always felt like, you know, so what? I turn on the mic. Occasionally, I'll get a phone call from a listener. But maybe there's 10 people out there that just like me and are listening to me. 10 out of millions of New Yorkers. Until the next day or the following day, I'd bump into somebody I knew on the street who would laugh. They would just come up to me and laugh because it's like they felt I shared a joke with them. Something I said on the air that was not appropriate for the time, but very appropriate for me. And they all felt like I was talking just to them. And that's the only reason I felt that people were listening. If somebody I knew would relate to something I said. How crazy is that? Anyway, today I want to talk with you about something very important. I want to talk about depression. There are so many of us that are depressed. I mean, maybe even clinically depressed, and we hide it from the people that love us or our friends. And there are so many symptoms that we can look and see and watch and feel that I want to share with you. Because you can talk to yourself all you want and say, oh, I'm just fine. But the bottom line is, You know, as well as I know, when we are depressed. And it doesn't take a lot. It might be something that happened 10 years ago, accumulated with something that happened 8 years ago, then 5 years, 3 years, 2 years, yesterday. All of those things can add up and equal depression. None of us are perfect. None of us are superwoman. We only have so many capes. We've taken care of our children for so many years now and our husbands, let alone our parents, with role reversal as they've gotten older and sick. And now it's landed on our shoulders and we still pretend like everything's okay. Well, it's not. And I want to talk to you about signs and symptoms of things that you might be feeling that you're not expressing. You know, everybody in life feels highs and lows, and and depression is usually characterized by sadness or hopelessness and defeat where life means nothing. This state of mind is different than ordinary unhappiness It's the type of thing that prevents us from functioning rationally or 
within a routine of our daily life. It's incapacitating. And yet we still don't admit defeat. Why? Many of us turn this depression inwards and we blame ourselves for everything that doesn't meet our expectations. We become self-critical and doubt our capabilities to achieve anything. All of this leads to us feeling dissatisfied and frustrated and guilty because of our underachievements and add low self-esteem. This can produce dangerous thoughts in our minds, like suicide. Suicide becomes a good thing, like an escape. An escape from our own worthlessness. It almost becomes a fascination with the idea of death. Nothing that should be taken lightly, ever. Maybe we just need help. There's nothing wrong with admitting we need help. Have you felt yourself losing interest in the activities that you normally love to do because you're so sad and you can't concentrate? And if you can't concentrate on an activity that's normal or part of a routine, you wind up focusing on being unhappy. It's like a vicious circle. Sometimes there's even a loss of sexual desire. Sex becomes a chore where it was so passionate what we felt like was just a few months ago. Once in a while, we find ourselves in a place where we feel unsocially proper. We don't know how to handle ourselves in public. We are irritable. Whether it's with our kids, our boss, our husband, it's just our tempers are short. We just want to be alone for long periods of time so that we don't have to explain ourselves to the people that love us. As a result of being depressed, anxiety becomes a big piece of the puzzle. Because we can't make anybody happy, including ourselves, to the point where Maybe we just give up completely. And we're too melancholy to dwell on the consequences of what we contribute to somebody else. Did you ever get to the point of feeling that fatigue and lack of energy? The sense of defeat can be so severe that it really does take over your physiological being. Just getting up out of a chair becomes a chore. Even to the point where we just can't concentrate. How do you think that affects our jobs? On top of everything else, you feel like you just can't sleep. Doesn't it feel like you have the same dream over and over again? Or you wake up every 15 minutes? You wake up in the morning exhausted because you've dreamt you haven't slept. And then during the day, you tend to fall asleep in the middle of whatever you're doing. Maybe even finding your way back into your bed. Just feeling lethargic and incapable. Have you noticed a change in your appetite? Maybe a lack of hunger? 
and then maybe excessive eating like binging. You might be gaining weight, and then three days later, you've lost five pounds. Did you notice you're happier when you lose weight? It doesn't matter what you look like when you see yourself in the mirror, because you look down on the scale and see five pounds gone. It's not good. I know we've tried forever to lose those last five pounds, but this is not the way to do it. Everything about us is altered, even those of us that are cautious. We become reckless, involved in things we would never do, impulsive things, maybe buying a house for no reason, taking a trip just because you can. Maybe even indiscreet sexual activity, drugs, things that aren't really known to our psyche in our normal state. The problem is our depression affects everybody that cares about us, even though we may not see it because we don't really think anybody else cares. But there are people out there that do. They're just not as in touch. As they should be right now. Because we're masters of disguise. We've not let them know how far it's gone, how long the trail has been, how much in desperation we're living. We need help. Clinical depression, it's really not taken as seriously as it should be. It's more intense and debilitating than many people realize. So, if you feel any of these symptoms or these thoughts that I've just expressed, take it upon yourself as a stronger woman and reach out for help. Maybe look for a clinic that offers psychotherapy. Psychotherapy is nothing to be ashamed of, it involves an interaction with a trained specialist and yourself. It can be one on one. It can be group therapy. So you feel less alone and realize that there are people out there in bad shape, just like you. Sometimes it feels good to interact and discuss what's upsetting your life with people that aren't involved in your life. That's what's so good about psychotherapy. They don't know your life, they only know what you tell them. And more often than not, what you tell them is the truth. Having a group of people that might all be in the same position as us makes us feel stronger. Interacting with people like us? Wow. It's like walking past someone's home where the window shades are only halfway pulled down. Now you know that what's going on inside of that house could be the same thing that's happening to you. There are no longer ten empty chairs with you. All of the chairs are filled with people that are saddened by things in their own lives. You no longer have to feel it's just about you. You're the only crazy one. You're the only one that feels the intensity of the sadness and the anger and the frustration. All of these people are going through the same thing 
as us. Something else we can do to fix this, or at least help this, is to increase our physical activity. It's a way of relieving depression. Exercising alters the balance of cerebral chemicals, including serotonin, mood regulators. And if you exercise and you release these endorphins, they also have the ability to lift your mood up. Maybe join a gym. Another form of relief is acupuncture. Although there's not a lot of data to sanctify that this really works, there are a few small-scale studies that have found it to be pretty effective rather than to have no treatment at all. Another source of relief is meditation. It's just soothing. It sort of restores your balance and stability. And if you can't do it on your own, join a class. And we have vitamins. I can't even tell you how many vitamins I take a day. The entire inside of my palm is filled with pills. All vitamins as I start the day and before I go to bed. I'm not sure if it aids in depression. I'm not even sure I'm taking the right pills for depression. Not sure I really need them. I know I have my moments. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm more worried about you, who has more moments than not. Just an example, St. John's wort and omega-3 are the most popular vitamins today that ward off depression. But you should talk to your doctor first. Do you know that depression is so common that it pretty much affects almost everyone in the course of a lifetime? Statistics show one in every five people are suffering from the condition in some parts of the world. So to wrap this up, symptoms and signs of depression would be you're feeling sad, anxious, empty. These feelings just don't seem to go away. You sort of feel hopeless and helpless, irritable and tearful almost all the time. You have no motivation and trouble making difficult decisions or even simple decisions. Almost like sandpaper is under our skin. Even the nicest words from the people that love us make it worse. The blues become dark blue. We no longer want to hang out with our friends or be with our family. We want to be isolated so that we can shut down. Before things get out of hand, make a list and write down the names of all the people you would like to reconnect with, people that you love, people that matter in your world. Your husband might be asking why there is no sex. Why have you become this woman that just doesn't want it anymore. Because that's what depression does. It shuts everything down. You've got to have somebody in the world you can talk to. One person. We all need to have that one person. It's too heavy a load to carry on our own. Do you ever feel that nobody loves you? Do you feel that self-worthlessness? It's not true. 
This is something that's building up in your head or my head. We're not weak. We're just in a weakened state. Depression slows down life. It actually slows down your thinking process. So here's what I think about my own situation. I'm not going to keep talking about you and us. It's me. I'm down. I'm depressed. I admit it. I was involved with the wrong person. Too many years. And when I sat down and thought about it a couple days ago, I realized every single thing that has happened to me in the last five years has been a result of this particular person. He led me in the wrong direction. And yes, I cannot let him take all the blame. I was stupid enough to follow. But when you're in love, isn't that what you do? You blindly trust and follow. He told me he was in the middle of leaving his wife. I believed him, blindly. A year went by. He was still married. I was still seeing him on the side. I should have learned a lesson. Don't we learn life lessons from these kinds of situations? We're grown-ups. If my mother was here, she'd say to me, Robin. I don't even know what my mom would say to me, to tell you the truth. I used to know. I don't anymore. I left the man. Damn, I left him. I let it go. I moved on with my life and met somebody else, but I still loved this other man. The whole time I was with this other person, he was back in my life. If that isn't the beginning stages of depression and stirring the pot, I don't know what is. All I can say is, there hasn't been one relationship I have had since living here in this city that this man hasn't had his finger in the pie, has ruined every possibility I ever had of happiness with someone other than him, left his wife, finally got up the courage, the balls, to tell the truth that he loved somebody else, was with me every day of the week, would find other ways to make himself be here instead of home, told the truth for once in his life, moved in with me, told me he wanted me to be his wife. How much can one woman take? I mean, really. All the while, being sick, chemo treatments, my mother died. I don't think I'm as strong as I thought I was. Because he left. Why? Because he couldn't handle it emotionally, what he did to his family. He hurt his family and packed up all his stuff that he had moved into my house and without having a discussion or a conversation, left me. It was okay to hurt me but not to hurt his family. This man single-handedly 
had thrown me into a state of depression like I have never felt in my life. So as I sit here and I talk to you, I'm in the middle of talking to realtors to get myself the hell out of this city so I can finally be rid of this depression, of this person, of this monster that ruined my self-esteem or allowed my self-esteem to take that last train to the coast. How can we be so stupid, so lame, (laughs) disappointed in ourselves? How can we let another person do so much damage? And we're not stupid people. We see it all as it's happening. We just don't want to believe it. How can a man that I love so much do something so hurtful to me. And the second man that I was with is probably saying the same words about me. How can a woman that I loved so much be so hurtful to him? I think I've just run out of answers. I started taking a lot of fish oil (laughs) and omega-3 Hell, I even mixed Pedialyte with my vodka tonight. (laughs) I'm just not going to be the victim anymore. And that's what I'm trying to tell you. If you feel like you are possibly a victim, you need to stop it. Let's do it together. Just stomp your foot and say, the hell with this bullshit. We're strong women who have enabled somebody else to weaken us. Why? There are two words that need to be said out loud to each other right now when it comes to this kind of a situation. If somebody has thrown you into this mix and it's not a chemical imbalance, which if it is, you need to be very, very careful and get yourself checked. But if it is due to somebody else's lack of love and consideration, those two words need to be said out loud right now. I'm done. Say it with me. I'm done. There is no way we will let someone do this to us ever again. And God help me for saying this, if it's your husband that's torturing you and making you feel like less of a woman, tell him. Talk to him. Fix it. And if you can't fix it, get the hell out. No one person has the right to treat another person diminishingly, making them feel defeated. What would your children think if they knew what was in your head? Wouldn't they say, Mom, stand up. Fix this, Mom. Make it work. Make it work. I don't care who it is that you're in this dark relationship with. They have no right. Just like we don't have the right 
to do this to anybody else. Remember, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. When was the last time you took your foot and stomped down on somebody and rubbed them into the dirt? I can't remember ever doing that to somebody. So why do we allow people to do it to us? I'm done. It's over. (sighs) Every symptom that I talked to you about within this podcast was my own. And I tried to play it off onto you. I did to you what I said you shouldn't be doing. Don't hide from it. Don't avoid it. I put it into the third person instead of the first person. Well, I'm done doing that. I'm recognizing my own weakness, and I'm fixing it. Some might say, well, you're selling your house. You're going to move. Basically, what you're doing is running away from your problems. Well, no, actually. It's sort of like this. If I stay here and I have nobody here, I don't even have real friends here. No family. I came here for a job. Why stay? Because I own a house? That's ridiculous. Every time I turn around, I see this man in my house. And if I don't see him, I see the other man who I hurt terribly. I have no blank canvas anywhere in my home. I need to get out of here. I need to start over. I need to feel fresh, refreshed. I know what I need to do. And if you think moving is on the top of my list to make myself feel better, we all know how traumatic and dramatic moving can be. But I think the worst trauma is to stay here and think about, I wonder if he'll ever come to my door again. I just can't stop myself. And I don't see a therapist taking that thought out of my head. I just need to erase him. (laughs) I need a good, strong eraser. So I've been talking to realtors, and I'm leaving. I've made up my mind. Just think about how many podcasts you'll hear about my moving adventure. I'm just not sure where I'm going yet. And I've done this before. I lived in New York, and I reached that point. It was the winter. It was killing me. I didn't want to live through another winter. And I looked at my husband, and you know we were separating at the time, and I said to him, I just can't live through another winter. I feel like my bones are going to break and snap with the next drop of snow that should come our way. And we put the house on the market, and I sold it. I sold the house. I sort of created a bidding war by telling one person that another person had offered more. Oh, who the hell cares how it happened? I just knew that it was over. And my words back then were, I'm done. I was done with my marriage. I was done with the snow. I left from New York and went to the Carolinas without even a plan. And God bless my children. They just picked up and went with me. One going into her senior year of high school, 
one going into her first year of high school and one going into her last year of middle school. They all went with their mom. That brings tears. (laughs) So now this time, I'm here by myself. I feel like I've gone through more than enough trauma between this man, cancer, chemo, this other man, I'm done. I am mentally exhausted from the whole ordeal. I'm admitting it. Okay? By the way, I really appreciate you being here. I'm serious. If you weren't listening, I'd have nobody to talk to. And if by some chance you too are suffering from depression or some other disorder, leave me a note. You know, you could find me, as you know, on iTunes or Audio Boom. Tell me what you're going through. Let's just compare notes. You know, woman to woman. It's times like this where I feel the word sugar mom doesn't have enough strength to it. It's supposed to be this woman, you know, that can handle everything and anything that comes my way. Anyone that's a sugar mom recognizes that change is needed and fixes are called for and... We are strong women that will not be put in our place. So I think I need to go back and read my own book, get myself back on track. That's what my mom would have said. (sighs) Wasn't there something that your mom used to say to you? You know, that you say to your kids now. My mother used to say to me, make it work. And get yourself back on track. Do you hear me? (laughs) Those are the three things. And oddly enough, I say those same three things to my kids. But I am here as your friend, and I know you're there as mine. Thank you. Don't let anybody bully you or rub you into the carpet or stomp you like a bug. You are a worthwhile woman, as am I. And I'll never let anybody do that to me again. And I hope you will do the same and say the same and we'll be friends forever. Leave me your thoughts, if you don't mind, right there in the comment section. If you agree with the things that I've been talking about or feel the same way about anything I've mentioned. Maybe click a few stars. I could use a couple good gold stars. (laughs) There's my mom again. The gold star chart. If I was a good girl, I used to get gold stars. And, you know, for every gold star, I would get a new toy. And of course, I did the same thing for my kids. It's the positive reinforcement that we all love and need. Anyway, leave me your thoughts. Tell me how you feel. Tell me we're still friends. 
I'll love you forever. Pinky swear. It's Robin Marshall. Sugar Mom. A Westwood One podcast production.